there's a growing sense that martial law is about to be implemented in America. Is it true? What difference would it make if we believed it or if we didn't believe it? Americans have also used the word treason more this month than at any other time in history, I think. Is it true? What difference would it really make if we believed it or didn't believe it? Election fraud, political change, moral decline, and growing unrest at the boiling point all have people expecting that something big is about to happen. But what should we be believing? How did we get here? Where is the root of the division and what are we supposed to believe in? Somebody is very wrong here. Half the nation is right on and the other half is dead wrong about some things. How is this going to resolve? I'm going to address the root of these questions today as we wrestle with the understanding of where the deception is and why. People believe what they want to believe. The foundation for everyone's beliefs is built upon how people think their needs are best met. However, from the beginning of time, the values upon which men have based their faith have been compromised by deception. How do we know what is really true? And how is the direction and unity of our nation going to be resolved? Pastor Hartiga talks about real resolution coming from understanding the needs people have, that are behind the decisions that they make. I'm going to show you how a nation is always defined by its God, and that two separate gods cannot perpetually coexist. The major media outlets today are, as most everyone knows, very biased. Social media has also been compromised as freedom of speech is being restricted. The powers that be are waging war for the minds of Americans, and rooting out deception is near the core of our challenge today. In the Garden of Eden, Satan said to Eve, Did God really say that? Go ahead and gain your own knowledge of good and evil. You'll be like God yourself. You won't really die, will you? The consequences won't be bad. Doubt, deception, and denial. Those are the principles that require a desperately serious answer today. How can people actually be embracing socialism in America? Well, we believe what we want to because, listen carefully, we believe what we want because of what has worked to ease our pain or satisfy our desires in the past. We tend to believe in what we think is working the best for us in the moment or what is our greatest threat. Democrats believe in Joe Biden because they want to. Conservatives believe in Donald Trump because they want to. But the question is, what is it about and what they stand for that is working for them? What really is working for them? It depends on what we want, based upon what we've experienced, what has worked for us or looks like what we really need. But mingled in with that is the very concept of what our beliefs do for our own identity and sense of personal validation and well-being. A large part of that is having found a group of people that accepts you, maybe even loves you, and provides some sort of inner life support for you. Thirdly, it's the promise that what irritates you and limits you is going to be removed. Now, 
this is me just thinking out loud, so let me clarify. For this is absolutely vital to connect the dots between what we believe and why. Who's our VIP? In other words, who is the very important person that establishes our values, identity, and helps us overcome our pain? Who is our God? For these define who our true God really is to us. What I believe establishes my best good. Therefore, my pathway to get what I need is what my sense of values or set of morals really are. If I can get the stigma of my life being sinful corrected, then I'm free to believe what I want, do what I want, and spread around what I want. This is the values challenge in the VIP that we need to understand. The second one is about how hard it is to change what people believe simply because they believe it. Our beliefs have established our identity and we must accept it as wrong if we're going to change. It's not what we believe, but just the fact that we do believe something that rubs us wrong when people tell us you're wrong. If what we believe has been seen as wrong, then who we are has been perceived by us as being wrong, and we don't like that. I'm wrong in what I believe in, well, that seems to say that who I am is wrong. Values are my pathway. Identity is established by my beliefs. Pain or pleasure is focused on my heart's treasure. The truth or deception we are calling people to recognize is really an attempt to force them to change their values that point to their identity, that point to their pain or pleasure in life. It's not Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, socialist, or capitalist. It's who we are serving. This all goes to define what our master really is. Whatever masters us is something or someone that has satisfied our perceived needs and desires. What my values are, who I am, and how I feel will come from that God. Now, liberty is really all about our right and our ability to follow our God that how we feel, who we are, and what we value not be impinged upon. As a society, we must have a certain element of common values. But rather than them being enforced, we want them to come naturally from us because how we feel and who we are is healthy enough to bring about a common set of values. What values support your view of identity and life reward? If you need free sex, money, and power, and you need to be validated by a belief system of homosexuality, murder, fornication, drunkenness, and financial laziness, then you and I will have an irreconcilable difference. If your VIP beliefs are not compatible with mine, can we coexist in such a society with an unlimited and undefined liberty called the new tolerance? Well, no, it's impossible. That is precisely why a nation is defined by its God. We were a nation defined by Christian principles, and now many want that to change, one is going to win, and one is going to lose. There cannot be a coexistence, and one of the primary reasons is the children. Teach and change them, 
and you change the nation's gods. You see, it's the gods of the people that are trying to define the government's model to guarantee their rights. It's not the government's fight. It's the fight of the gods we serve. So we ask, who will win? The gods are subject to the will of their people to serve them. Whoever believes in their gods the most is going to win. But if both sides believe equally, the God of the Bible will win. No contest. And ultimately, the God of all the earth is going to take back his creation. Regardless of who is in the White House, the real battle and the real division in America is not political, but it's spiritual. It is about who will rule our hearts by winning the VIP battle. Can the God of creation meet every human need with joy and liberty? If he can, then accept his pathway of values and let him establish your identity through faith. Personally, there has never been a need in my life that he has not met, a sorrow that has not been turned into joy, and a purpose for living that has not been made clear. Find the God that is worth dying for, and then you will find the God that is worth living for. He is the only VIP that works. Many want the government to come in and guarantee their right to live however they feel, and force Christians to stop speaking about the values of the Bible. If people want a Christian nation, then they're going to have to look beyond the faults in others, see their need for God's love, and then be a vehicle for that love and purity. Whoever lives in genuine love, humility, honesty, and holiness is going to win the day.